Right now, it's Barry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Author, creative director, film director, speaker, and actor Alec Bevere is with us today. And together with other young men and women, he's a part of a movement called Sons and Daughters. And they've written a book called I Am. Find your identity, claim your freedom, embrace the adventure. We would love to hear your faith story. You know, how Jesus became not just a person you knew about, but a person that you know personally. I grew up in a Christian household, and then I think myself and and my siblings, we all had to kind of find God for like ourselves. I wasn't really believing so much in God, and if it wasn't for even actually taking science classes and being in science class and being actually in like a biology class with a teacher who is a very big atheist. And so uh, I thought that this really wouldn't be a good thing because I was really struggling with my faith and struggling believing in God. But just seeing the wonder of God, first of all, within actually just learning about science, I was just blown away. I'm like, how is there not a God? Because there's just so many incredible things that like the human body can do. And there's so many incredible things that even uh, other animals can do. And so that actually made me realize that there was a God. But then if it wasn't for actually a very difficult period in my life that I was in a like emotional wreck, I had a friendship and relationship that just really just went horribly south. And if it wasn't for God showing up the way that he did, that made things just really personal for me, just the way that he showed up in my life. And so it kind of solidified everything. I was like, yeah, there is without a doubt a God in the scripture that says only a fool in his heart says that like there is no God. It's it's just so apparent everywhere within creation. But then the relationship level that I received from God just whenever at time that I was in real big pain was really the thing that solidified that relationship aspect with me. I, th- I just think that's a, a common thing that it takes pain, it takes suffering, it takes hardship. It takes a storm to change us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, something that my my mother taught me, and, and it's now become a saying that I actually love, you know, we lead through our strengths and connect through our weaknesses. And there's so many different times that, you know, whenever we, let's say, just have a friend who's going through pain, and if you're there for that friend during that time, you know that that relationship gets so much stronger. Or let's say if you were in a dating relationship or married, you know that whenever you guys weather a storm together, that brings things that brings you both closer. And, you know, the scripture that says, you know, God shines brightest in the darkest times. I really know that that's a true thing for like whenever like the world is dark, like like the, the children of God will be able to shine and be able to be a light to their people. But I think it's also just a very personal thing that God shines brightest in our lives in the darkest times. What was one thing in science class, just one thing, specific thing that convinced you there's a God? So, so the teacher, as I said, he was, he was a, a very strong atheist and would argue with other Christians, but he would just keep talking about different things like ADP synapses would happen in your muscles and your muscle basically whenever it contracts electrodes will shoot over your muscles and then actually hydrogen will break off and your body will actually convert that hydrogen into water and your body's able to use that water. And so basically he'd say something like that and I'd be like, 
wait, your body does that? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, that is really amazing. He's like, yeah. And then he's talking about DNA and talking about how the DNA strands and how there's different DNA strands within every single cell and how the DNA strand is over three feet long and it fits into one cell. I was like, wait, it's that big? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is incredible. <laughs> and like, I don't know, it, it couldn't be just one thing, but I think he started this get kind of confused by like how in awe I was by like even like the human body and like cells and DNAs and how, you know, just we're so complex creatures and just by a single fingernail, there's just so much complexity within like a single fingernail. It's just insane. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> What's one way God has given you freedom? Oh, man. The thing is, is even though I started off this conversation talking about science stuff, right? And, and I'm, a, you know, a, a creative director. I've not always been like this. And so talking about freedom, there is a freedom that comes whenever you understand who you are. I actually grew up with a ton of learning disabilities. <laughs> and I was in special needs classes. And I didn't know how to read or write all the way up into high school. I was falling further and further behind. And as I said, I was in special needs classes. And for some reason, the teachers in the school, they're like, hey, we need to find out what's going on with this kid. And so they, they started bringing different specialists out to actually work with me and test like my brain and like all like this different stuff. And then they were like, okay, so Alec has all of these disabilities. He has, you know, like the normal ADD. He has, you know, dyslexia. He uh, has this one disability that takes him uh, 10 times longer to even understand and process what's going on than anyone else. So mm -hmm. that means that if the teacher is explaining something, that it'll go right ahead and it'll actually take him 10 times longer to understand what he or she is even saying. So then by the time they get onto another topic, he's still two topics, maybe even back. And so after the school came and they kind of labeled me, they're like, hey, you have all like these different disabilities. You have all of this, you have all that. And this was a family issue for like a while. Like the whole family knew that I was somebody who, A, couldn't really be trusted with anything because I would always mess it up. But then B, also maybe it was something that, I just wasn't smart enough to do. It was kind of something like the family always knew, but then my parents, whenever they saw that, you know, I was being labeled this, they're like, okay, we need to, we need to change this right now. And so they went ahead and they came to me and they're like, Alec, you know, you've had these specialists come out and say all these different things about you. You've had your teachers say that you're this way. You've had your friends say that you're, you're this, you've had your brothers and, and us even at times say that you are this, but Alec, who does God say you are? And so I honestly did not know, but that sent me on a journey. Essentially what happened was, was it was so freeing whenever I understood who God actually labels me as and how actually there's so much creativity within the Bible that there's all these different people, even streaming from David with his creativity within the Psalms to his warfare to the, the different craftsmen who actually helped build the Ark of the Covenant. And so it blew my mind, and, and I actually started to realize that God actually was labeling me as somebody who actually isn't all these things that the world's been labeling me. And it just freed me to actually become free and healed from all these different, actually, disabilities. And so it was, it was an incredible time in my life.
I think these labels, you know, they're so important to how we live our lives. Because we had a conversation earlier this week about what you believe impacts your behavior. And so, you know, labels... I hope that this is not true for you, but we've had conversations about labels coming at us, you know, that are unhealthy and not good, that other people spoke out to you saying things like, you know, you're not smart, you're not creative, you're not, you know, you'll never amount to anything. Those voices, but sometimes we can be surrounded by people who are saying good things to us and the message gets mixed up in between them speaking it and us receiving it. And we label ourselves. I know, you know, when I look at the things that have been hurdles for me or roadblocks for me, that the lies that I believed about myself, they were really self-induced. I grew up in an amazing home with parents who loved Jesus and loved me with all their heart. But I still got messages that were mixed in the midst of that. One of them was, you're not smart. You are not intelligent. Now, my parents never spoke that out to me, but I had all kinds of eye problems. I was born with all kinds of eye problems. I had a lot of doctor's appointments. I had surgery, um, and I kind of got this message when I came home with a report card. If I had even just an assignment or it was report card day and I had a grade that didn't look good on my report card when I was little, like first grade, second grade, I felt like my my big sisters, because I'm the youngest, my big sisters really got the business if they brought home a report card that wasn't good. And I felt like I got, well, Shauna, do you think you did your best? And if I said, well, yeah, I did the best I could, they'd be like, okay, okay, as long as you did your best. And I felt like they were harder on my sisters than they were on me, which I internalized this message of your parents just don't think you're capable of doing any better than what you're doing. Mm. And so I, I believed it. I believed it. It's the reason I didn't go to college after high school was I'm not, I'm not a smart person. You know, my sisters, they're smart. I'm not. So sometimes we even label ourselves and it can be very directional about what we do with our life and how, how we live. And that's why it's so important to hear what God has to say and let him undo the lies remove the labels and redefine us and tell us who we really are because he cannot lie. He is the truth. So when you hear God speak, you're hearing what is true. What's one lie you believed about yourself? Just one that needed to come undone and come into the light of what's true according to what God says about you. Well, you know, one of the things really is I'm creative. I always thought that creativity was something that I never really saw myself as being artistic. And I never really saw myself as being, you know, a entertainer. But I had this understanding after going through the Bible that there's so much creativity and, and understanding that, hey, if I come from, if I came from God, who has so much creative ability, then he went ahead and he made me. And there's actually this quote in the book that I just love. It's actually from the chapter on creativity. And it's, no one will ever be as successful at being you as you. You are a unique creation, a masterpiece that cannot be copied. God used his limitless creativity in designing you because that is exactly what the world wanted. And so it made me realize that if the creator of the universe used his limitless creativity to make me, and if he's calling me to be creative, then I'm in fact creative. That's Alec Bevere. The book is called I Am. 
and I'm going to shift gears here. You know, when I was a boy, I, I came in contact with pornography for the first time. And the way my mom responded to that just left me with a, and, you know, she was doing the best she could, but the way she responded to that left me with the sense that uh, not that I did wrong, but that I was wrong. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not what she meant, mm-hmm. but that's what, what I saw in her face. And so that that wound of shame, that lie of shame, you know, this is who you are, this is who you're always going to be, was planted in me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the enemy was at work in that. But, you know, many years later when I was, you know, in my 40s, I talked to my mom about that and I shared with her, you know, that situation and... Um, she said, I don't remember that for Mm -hmm. one thing, you know, it wasn't even something she remembered. So it wasn't like, oh, I just remember, you know, Perry doing that rotten thing. Right. And, and I said, you know, if that happened again, what would you do? And she, and she said, I'd come right down off the porch and just, just hold you, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was part of my healing. So the thing is the enemy's at work and we can get labeled and we can believe a lie but God is all about unraveling these lies that become strongholds in us. Yes, and the story gets rewritten. When you asked your mom, what would you do today if mm-hmm. that happened today? Mm-hmm. And she said, this is what I would do. The story got rewritten for you, and that was yeah. part of the healing. Yep. And that is what needs to happen. This this narrative has played out in our minds and in our hearts. This is who you are, and it's not true. And when we look to God to call out our identity and to tell us who we are, the story is rewritten and we see what is actually true. And the lies that we believed are revealed for exactly what they are. And we understand better who we are truly. Let's talk about stepping into our calling as a son or a daughter of God. The first step for me has been realizing that I do belong to God, you know, that that he runs after me, that, you know, though I went my own way and sometimes go my own way, Jesus is pursuing me and he says, I'm the one that loves you. For me, that's been the, f- the first step into coming into my calling. Yeah. And so I would say to simply put, community creates clarity. So Perry... I know that within your life and, and Miss Shauna, w- within your life, that you've probably had very important key people in your life. And so even though that God calls us to, to actually seek out Him, I would say to really actually lean in. This is something that not a lot of people talk about, but also lean into your, your friends and your family and your community that will also create that clarity within your life. There's a lot of different things that people have seen in my life that I didn't really believe, that I didn't really understand. And they're like, no, Alec, I see this on you and this is a good gifting and I think you should pursue this. And so a lot of times we're looking for like a booming voice, but a lot of times as well, God has put that community within our life. And Sons and Daughters, that's actually part of the reason why we also even came about was a big thing that Sons and Daughters does is we have a bunch of different kind of small groups that's the easiest way of putting it. Think of more of like small groups that are all around the country. And so 
in almost every single state, but then it's also around the world. And so I believe that it's now in about 100 different countries that there's all these different small communities of people that are walking this journey together. Because a lot of times we don't have sometimes the community, maybe you're somebody who was just saved, and you don't have anyone who's speaking life and truth, and faith, speaking over the different giftings that are in your life. So So how do you find your calling? There's lots of different things. As you said, Perry, it's leaning into what God says about you and discovering who God is. And then he reflects back onto you. Another thing that somebody doesn't always think about is how community a lot of times creates clarity. Mm -hmm. Think of a time in your life when somebody, maybe it was a parent or a sibling, or they called out of you something that you didn't see in yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I loved goofing around and making ridiculous videos, funny videos. And sometimes they were idiotic or sometimes they're actually really just interesting. Well, someone reached out to me and is like, Hey, I know that you have made, you know, all these just like fun videos. Do you think that you'd be able to actually come in and help us out with a project and making a short film for us? We want to make a short film about maybe this topic. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whenever I say, yeah, sure, it was actually a little bit of a battle. I was like, no, I don't really think that's me. I don't think I can do that. You guys should hire someone. You guys shouldn't just have me come in and help. And they're like, no, Alec, actually, even though you make these ridiculous videos, I think you could actually make something good. And to make a long story (laughs) short, because that person called this out in my life, we made this short film and it actually went up online and it had over 6 million views within two weeks. Oh, wow. Like it just, it just blew up. And that was all because somebody was seeing a, a gifting on my life and said, hey, Alec, you should try this. And, and what's great is, is, you know, I found actually a lot of fulfillment now in my life, not even just from doing short films, but actually seeing giftings in other people's lives. And, and, and I would say, if you're someone who's listening and you're like, well, I just don't have someone who's calling these things out in my life. I would actually encourage you. I've found so much fulfillment within actually just speaking things and calling things out in other people's lives. Yeah, what I hear Alex saying is that if no one is speaking into my life, if I start speaking into others' lives and, you know, telling them what I see, I think it's going to come right back at me. Mm, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, if you can go just upstream from there a little bit, the practice of you know, asking God when you're in conversation with someone about the individual in front of you and saying, God, what do you see? You know, what do you delight in? And this person that's in front of me is going to change our own perspective of our relationship with that person, but also give us the opportunity to call out the giftedness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're, you know, wanting to have what's in you be called out, a great step would be to get this book called I Am by Sons and Daughters. And it goes through seven I am statements. And these statements will call you out with your identity and your purpose. Maybe not in a you know specific way, but as you get these principles, I think the Lord will start showing you what's in you that needs to come out. And the seven statements are, I am holy, I am righteous, I am loved, I am secure, I am confident, I am creative, and I am called. And and these are not self-confident statements. These are gospel-centered statements that come from what Jesus Christ has done for us and who God has created us to be as image bearers. So 
in the book, you talk about God calling each of us into a life of adventure. And you are an adventure seeker. Holy cow, your bio says you love to swim with sharks, surf, snowboard, and it's even rumored that you once caught a wild mountain sheep in New Zealand. There's a story there. Oh, yeah. There's this really amazing uh, rugby player, and he's one of the top rugby players in New Zealand. And so what he would do is he would try to catch sheep or goats, and they're very tough creatures just to kind of grab. You're not tackling them or anything, but just to grasp them. And so I thought that it'd be a really fun challenge to do. And the guy who was like, who was with me, like my friend down in New Zealand, he's like, bro, you're not going to do it. Like, it's like, (laughs) it's not like impossible, but like, it's extremely hard to do. So uh, it was like this challenge and Mm -hmm. I had it caught within like a minute and he was like, what in the world? (laughs) That's awesome. uh, So what was your strategy? I mean, you had to have a strategy form quickly in your mind. I guess it's kind of like that old like Wayne Gretzky quote, you know, I skate to where the puck is going, not to where the puck is. You have to kind mm, of anticipation. Um, yeah, you have to anticipation, but then also you have to actually watch the center mask on something to actually sometimes see which way they're going to go. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're ever like playing tag with someone, if you watch the belly button, you'll actually be able to like like around like that area. You can actually tell which way they're going to go. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was it. (laughs) That's awesome. What about swimming with sharks? So I once was out and I was surfing with, with sharks and it was a very interesting time and very interesting thing because sharks actually can pick up fear because they have something called electroreceptors. What happened was, was I was out in this water and I I realized I was with like a school of black tip reef sharks and then also bull sharks and i was like oh my gosh this is not good and so i was with like my friend and we both really wanted to surf because there was a storm that had come in and there normally weren't waves that were this big and so we had this understanding that if we felt fear that like the sharks would actually attack us it's, it's kind of an interesting thing that, like you know how like in movies they, they actually portray this a lot whenever a ship will crash sharks will come. And that's actually a very real thing because there's fear in the air. Mm -hmm. And that actually tells a shark that actually there's a prey that is actually weak or injured or won't act right if it's scared in a fight or flight situation. So we were out and we were out with these sharks and we're like, hey, you know what? I mean, we got to master our fear right now or we're going to die. And so we went ahead and we're like, I think we can do this. And we kind of mastered our fear and we did it together. And we stayed out with the sharks for like, I think it was three hours. I am a mother. Pretty, it was pretty insane. I'm a mother. And so everything in me goes, get that kid out of the water. Thanks so much for listening questions or comments, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.